Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello and welcome to the COB for this Friday to round out what has been a stellar week. It has to be said, there is so much action to unpack. Um, actually, most of that happened overnight, I've got to say. Scuddy, welcome. Yeah, it's good to be back, mate. Yeah, good, good to see you in person, in fact. Um, what a day to be here. Um, when you woke up this morning and saw what was going on Wall Street, what were your thoughts? So the way that I go and do everything is I always start with a bond market. And I saw the reaction in twos and I saw the reaction in tens. And I was just thinking to myself, how far has the NASDAQ rallied? That was the first question. Yeah, I was you so you didn't need to look at the inflation numbers to realize what had happened? I, I, I knew that the inflation reading was very, very soft. Uh, one form or another. And I went through and I saw the crypto had rebound. I saw commodity prices were off to the races. And the last thing, the last page that I go and look at is equities. And I must admit, when I saw the scale of the increase for the NASDAQ, at that stage, it was up around about 5.5%. It finished up 7.3%. It is ludicrous mode rally. Uh, one for the ages, a bear market rally for the ages. But I do say it's a bear market rally because just of how abrupt it is. That to me gives it away. A lot of short covering was responsible for what we saw last night. Yeah, those retail investors like a coiled spring, weren't they? They're just waiting for it. It was indeed. Yeah. Uh, interesting you say that because there have been those questions about is it a bear market rally? Is it the beginning of a new bull run? And in fact, you were speaking with um, uh, Robert Stewart from Socks Down Under. Um, he's got it. He's of the belief that it is the beginning of the new bull run. Look, Stuart's always glass half full. I think he'll even freely admit that. Uh, but he reckons it's, uh, it's going to be good. I know seasonal factors certainly suggest that we could go and see some real legs to this particular equity rally. But then the context, and it comes back to, even though we're seeing inflation peaking in the States, and I think we can clearly say that it has peaked at this point in time, uh, Days like this, uh, market loosening the uh, financial conditions we're seeing at this point in time, if it's sustained there's going to be extreme difficulties for the Fed to go and get inflation back to their inflation target, which means that they have to go and do more beyond what's already been priced in. That to me makes it like, whilst there's a, there's first all ground for a pretty decent uh, leg higher here uh, in the broader scheme of things, is it going to go and start surpassing the previous highs anytime soon? I'm uh, very, very doubtful. Yep. All right. Well, and just uh, looking at the local market, look, we're actually recording this a couple of hours before the close, but uh, look, up around 2.5%. Um, no surprise, really, given that uh, we're following. Yeah, basically, we are. Uh, we opened up at that kind of level and stayed there the entire session. There's some huge gains in, in, uh, in the Hong Kong Hang Seng, uh, just absolutely soaring. Now we know that it's been downbeat, uh, very, very bearish sentiment. We saw last week uh, some of that uh, unwound by those China COVID rumors, which have seemed to have been scotched for the time being. But then this is the latest one. The US dollar weakening is such a powerful force when you go look at markets outside of the United States. 
Uh, and that's another one that people are starting to grapple with now. Have we seen the highs for the US dollar? And you look at those, uh, those markets around Asia in particular, despite the strength we're seeing in Asian currencies, uh, they are absolutely flying today as well. Yeah, you mentioned, I mean, the US dollar, uh, you know, along with those bond yields. Um, have you seen falls like that before? Uh, I've only seen falls of that kind of magnitude uh, in absolute chaos conditions. So I'm talking about the unwind uh, during the GFC, uh, some of the moves potentially in our European sovereign debt around the, uh, the, the the debt crisis negotiations when there'll be a breakthrough, you'd see an abrupt move. But it was, uh, I, I haven't seen any, uh, any literature or any uh, information about the uh, standard deviation move we saw in particularly twos in the United States, which was just mammoth uh, and the back end of the curve. Uh, I dare say it'd be probably two or three standard deviation moves. It's, it's, it's really, really rare. Yeah, and given that inverse correlation you see with the dollar and gold, most surprised that sector has been flying again, but it's been flying for most of the week, in fact, and the broader resources sector. Uh, yeah, goodness, I mean, uh, Fortescue up, you know, 5%, BHP, 4%, Rio, similarly. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Daily Nine or Futures. Uh, they rallied again last night, and they, mm. that, was bef- that was pretty much before as well, that inflation report came out. So once again, that's more sentiment to about what's going on in China at this point in time. Uh, yeah, lots of positivity out there at the moment. Although I, I guess I'm just trying to find some weakness, which is a bit difficult because it's just mostly growing, uh, glowing green at the moment across the heat map. But uh, in the energy space, coal miners coming off. Yeah, it's an interesting space. And that's maybe a bit of a transition. We're seeing some switcheroo from those areas that did so well earlier parts of this year into those unloved parts of the market. Now you look at what's going on in the REIT space at the moment. When I last looked, it was up more than 4%. All those longer duration parts of the market, tech, uh, also consumer discretionary. We're seeing some pretty big gains coming in. So uh, maybe there's just you know, a few concerns that, uh, that you know, we've seen the best of the days in that rally. And maybe it's time to go switch back to other parts of the market for a potential alpha upside. All right. So, um, Scotty, you were on air a couple of hours talking to fundies and the like, analysts. What was the overall sense that you were getting their interpretation of what we've seen um, with inflation out of the states and the and the reaction that we've seen in markets? Still caution, with the exception yeah. of Stuart Roberts. Uh, every, yeah. every, everything, uh, everyone was still a little bit cautious, not to go and get too much excited. Uh, speaking to John Bromhead from ANZ, uh, no, very smart guy, uh, FX strategist there, but he goes across a whole gambit of different markets, and uh, he was great lesson about you know what liquidity is. We talk about liquidity so much in the markets. We actually went and did a bit of a deep dive with me and explained uh, why the liquidity withdrawal we're seeing at this point in time is not a good sign for risk assets and broader economic activity. Uh, so well, well worthwhile having to listen to that, uh, in that interview as well. But I uh, know Scott Phillips and the Motley Fool as well. No, acknowledged it was a, an enormous move, like mm. the, the largest one-day gain we saw pretty much since the, uh, the liquidity injection that came through from the Fed in the early days of the pandemic. Uh, but from an investor perspective, what you want to do is be concentrating on the companies that are going to be delivering those stronger term returns over the cycle, not just on a one-day basis. Yeah, I was speaking with Tim, Tim Mulholland from TJM just to the, as the markets had closed, yeah. and he was literally shaking his head, <laughs> uh, but saying, listen, take your profits now. Uh, once again, a believer that it is a, a bear market rally. Mm. 
uh, more to come as far as losses are concerned. So, Scotty, coming, I'll bring you back home. Um, our stock of the day today was uh, Accent, the uh, that retail distribution uh, business, you know, I mean, footwear and the like. Um, Luke Winchester from Merriweather Capital and Claude Walker from A Rich Life, uh, they are our experts uh, on the uh, the call today and as you'd expect from them, focusing on the small caps. But yeah, it was Accent, stock of the day. Let's have a listen to what they had to say. This one deserves to be on your watch list just mm. as a decent, good, growing, uh, small cap retailer, profitable, uh, dividend paying, like I, I don't think it's quite cheap enough right now to attract me, and we're not at the best point in the cycle. Claude highlighted, look, we can sort of foresee the weakness that we, you know, that we'll probably expect in consumers, particularly next year, as a lot of these fixed home loans start to roll off, and that interest yeah. rate pain does start to hit the wallet. All right, so um, largely negative on accent. Yeah. I- Double sell. So we ran a hedge fund. I guess we would probably look to go and get some borrow and short it. But yeah. uh, we don't here at Osbys, of course. So and as the Accent share price, good day to go and release a trading update. Mm. Uh, it was up flying when I was on air earlier on today. I presume it's still there. All right. So uh, let's. Uh, we've got a weekend to think about uh, what we've just seen and witnessed over the past 24 hours. And uh, gee, we haven't even mentioned crypto yet, which is <laughs> ongoing. Uh, stage a bit of a rebound there, but... Uh, gee, that doesn't look good, does it? Uh, when you've got such a large exchange that uh, is teetering, uh, they only want what nine and a half bill US uh, to help them out. Yeah, and I just look at the quality. When it all comes out, I know what was on the balance sheet, and uh, we get a much more cleaner view. I think there's going to be a lot of concern in that space. Well, you've also already got those retail investors that have just been absolutely slammed. I saw, so. I saw the, uh, I think it was the Bermudan uh, regulators went and froze the uh, the digital assets of FTX. And uh, I jokingly said, yeah, well, they're, mm. free, they're freezing things that are essentially zero in value anyway. So I'm not sure what good it's going to do to go and stop that. Yeah. El Salvador, how's that call going? Bekele, mm. president for life. Well, probably not now. <laughs> All right, so to next week then, uh, what are we looking for data-wise? Um, not a lot happening. We've got wage price index, labour force. That'll be interesting locally. Yeah, uh, it's a real interesting one. Like we know the minimum wage increase is going to be really substantial impact. We saw the, uh, the elements of the healthcare workers uh, that received that 15% pay rise that came through that was approved earlier this week, but that won't float through into uh, the coming quarters. Uh, it's, it's difficult to go and see because we know there's been clear evidence that there's been a lot of job shifting taking place and people have been trying to go and, uh, and, and jump up the pay scale by changing their jobs. Whether it's actually translated through to higher pay outcomes per hour, which is what the wage price index measures, well, that's going to be an interesting one to go and see. There should be some acceleration, but how much, we're not really sure. And then, of course, a day later, we get the other uh, labor force data. And having a look at what that's been producing recently, there's Evidence starting to emerge that uh, we're seeing the best of the other days when it comes to labour market conditions, mm. uh, particularly when you go and put it into a perspective as well. We're also seeing a lot of uh, migration, skilled workforce come back into the uh, to the country as well, which is slowly starting to go and help ease those uh, those skill shortages we're seeing at the moment. All right, now overseas, uh, quite a bit of data coming out of the US with the manufacturing, uh, new home prices, uh, producer prices. Uh, Fed manufacturing, uh, it, it does start to fill in some of the blanks as the Fed heads towards its next meeting. 
It does. And the producer prices index, we get a lot of focus as well, particularly the final prices component for services, which is going to be a really key one. Uh, to go and keep in line, not get too technical, but that will go and be a good site for what we might go and see with the CPI when it comes to that uh, no real sticky areas of inflation at the moment in the coming months. So keep a close eye on that one. That to me will be the, probably one of the other the key events of the week. All right. And also we shouldn't forget politics given the uh, midterms this week with no definitive result in the Senate at least. Clear that the, uh, the Republicans have regained control of the lower house, but the Senate is the key, particularly as it comes to uh, Joe Biden's agenda is concerned. So it's going to be a fascinating race to see how it yeah. plays out. Where are we up to at the moment? Because what I was looking at the moment, maybe we have to come down to another Georgia runoff to go decide who are, who. Yeah, I think that's what it, yeah, because it's a matter of votes. Yeah. And of course, um, you shouldn't be surprised then that there are those who are saying there's evidence of fraud because there's no clear winner. And uh, mm. there's, you know, some of those polls don't make sense. Well, you know, if you lose, you would say that, wouldn't you? Yes, <laughs> well, exactly right. Anyway, don't trust the polls. That's probably like one thing that uh, to go trust the final outcome. The polls might necessarily, as we've seen time and again recently, it's very difficult to go and pick up uh, underlying trends uh, in the electorate. All right, so we get two days off. Uh, time for a breather, I reckon, and uh, we'll do it all again next week. See whether we can have. Uh such a roller coaster ride maybe not yeah i've got to say look uh, i i always enjoy weeks like this but when they're just monotonously the same and just roller coaster rides uh, is taxing so you're right two days off uh, looking forward to having a drink during the last call tonight and uh yeah go and put the feet up good one enjoy cheers mate you too hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.